If you like speedrunning the newest release or binging every episode the second it drops, then why are you waiting for all your news? Check out IGN's updated Games and Entertainment News Podcast. We're dropping new episodes in your feed all day to keep you up to date the minute there's a new announcement. Find IGN Games and Entertainment News wherever you listen. Today, we're talking about how scientists may have found a solution to the International Space Station's fungus problem and an experimental rice-sized implant monitors how drugs affect tumors. Let's start with the fungus among the stars. Clogs in water recovery systems on the International Space Station have been so backed up that hoses have had to be sent back to Earth for cleaning and refurbishing. This is thanks to the buildup of biofilms, a consortium of microorganisms that stick to each other and often also to surfaces, the insides of water recover tubing, for instance. These microbial or fungal growths can clog filters in water processing systems and make astronauts sick. So space, like Earth, has a germ problem. So what? Well, because biofilms can compromise the integrity of and damage equipment, including spacesuits, recycling units, radiators, and water treatment facilities, it can cause space agencies loads of money to replace affected materials. For the full year of 2023, NASA has dedicated a whopping $1.3 billion as a part of its budget to resupply its cargo missions to the ISS. NASA has dedicated a whopping $1.3 billion as part of its budget to resupply its cargo missions to the ISS. Preventing microbial growth in encapsulated space missions will be especially critical for long-haul journeys to places like the Moon or Mars, where a quick return to Earth for repairs or treatment of sick astronauts is less feasible. In a cross-collaboration between researchers at the University of Colorado, MIT, and the NASA Ames Research Center, researchers studied samples from the space station using a specific and well-understood gram-negative kind of bacteria. The scientists also joined forces with experts at LiquidGlide, a company run by MIT researcher Kripa Varanasi that specializes in eliminating the friction between solids and liquids. The multidisciplinary study found covering surfaces with a thin layer of nucleic acids prevented bacterial growth on the ISS-exposed samples. Inside these vials are chambers containing the new surface material and the microbes. They were launched in stasis to ISS to avoid bacterial growth before reaching microgravity conditions. Once in ISS, the astronauts activated the samples by combining the various chambers in the vials. The scientists concluded that these acids carried a slight negative electric charge that stopped microbes from sticking to surfaces. It's worth noting, though, that the bacteria were up against a unique physical barrier as well as a chemical one. Testing surfaces were etched into nanograss. These silicon spikes, which resembled a tiny forest, were then slicked with a silicon oil, creating a slippery surface which biofilms struggled to adhere to. Applying this specific method of covering surfaces with nucleic acids to prevent biofilm buildup showed that in the terrestrial samples, microbial formation was reduced by about 74%. Surprisingly, the space station samples showed an even more drastic reduction of about 86%. However, one recommendation the team has made based on these initial results is that longer duration tests could be carried out on a future mission. 
Now, let's talk about the future of a teeny, tiny, rice-sized experimental implant. Researchers at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston have developed an implant, notably as small as a grain of rice, that can test the effects of drugs on a patient's brain tumor in real time during surgery. Currently, monitoring the effects of drugs on a brain cancer patient during surgery is limited to intraoperative brain imaging and tissue sampling after a drug has been administered. The technique known as microdialysis currently stands as one of the more minimally invasive sampling options for testing the impact of drugs on brain tumors, but even that requires an entire catheter to be inserted into the patient's skull cavity. During development, researchers from Brigham and Women's Hospital designed the device specifically to help test treatments in patients with brain cancers or gliomas, a type of tumor that originates in the brain or spinal cord. The device is designed to only remain implanted in the patient for about two to three hours while it delivers microdoses of the respective drug that is under observation. It can observe the impact of up to 20 drugs on the market for cancerous tumors, according to researchers. Once the device is removed, sometime before the surgery ends, the surrounding tissue is returned to the lab for analysis. During the development process, researchers at the Brigham and Women's Hospital ran a clinical trial to observe the actual impact of the implant on real patients. The study found that none of the patients in the trial experienced any adverse effects. The researchers were able to collect biological data from the devices, such as what molecular changes happened when each drug was administered. While the study demonstrated that the implant could be easily incorporated into surgical practice, the researchers are still determining how the data it can gather should be used to optimize tumor therapy. The researchers are now conducting another study that focuses on implanting the device through a minimally invasive procedure 72 hours before their main surgery. Advancements in the cancer treatment space continue to expand with new iterations of drug cocktails and viruses that can fight cancer cells emerging in the biotech space. Implants like the one developed by the Brigham and Women's Hospital bring scientists one step closer to better being able to use tools and data to provide more personalized care treatment plans for cancer patients. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Malak Saleh and Lawrence Bonk and was produced by Spoken Layer. I'm Iran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.